Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. We are happy to welcome this week's guest to discuss today's topic, which is growing your e-commerce business by recruiting an army of influencers. Today's guest is both an agency owner as well as an entrepreneur. Currently, he spends his time as a managing partner of InBeat Agency, as well as at Breeze.co. We are happy to welcome David Morneau. Hi, David. Hi, thanks for having me on, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here. We're glad you could join us. Now let's get right into it. So your bio, it says that you are known for your unusual approach to influencer marketing, and you have helped multiple DTC direct-to-consumer brands scale beyond six figures. So there's a lot to unpack there. First, what are your unusual approach to influencer marketing? Yeah, so that's a, a good a good place to start. So essentially, we view uh, well. First of all, just to specify, we work with micro influencer marketing uh, more specifically, and we view uh, micro influencers in a, as an extension of the marketing team of any brand. So what I mean by that is that we use influencer marketing in one of three ways: the first being driving sales and awareness to the brand, the second being to create content that we can reuse in our paid media or on the e-commerce website or anywhere else for that matter. And the third is just gather some market insights. So we do ask questions more specifically to the influencers we work with about how could we make our uh, product experience better? How would you position our product if you were marketing director at our company and so forth? So we try to derive market insights from them. Essentially, that's the, that's the way we position it. We decentralize uh, your, your creative team is how we, we position it. And so the second piece there, where it says that you have helped multiple DTC direct to consumer brands scale beyond six figures. Yeah. Where, where were they when you started so, with them? Yeah. And, and it, was it all through the micro influencer marketing? No. So there's a couple of things, right? We work with brands that have, you know, high six figures, high seven figures, and we work with eight figure brands and all of them, you know, we, we, we can't attribute a hundred percent of the success to influencer marketing. That would just be a lie, but micro influencer acts as a hub that just powers all other marketing channels. So for that instance, if you end up having micro influencers that are creating ads for you to scale your Facebook ads, they're participating in that process. That's helping you scale your company. And if you're, if you're adding new product lines because you're, you're on trend with what's going on because you're asking your influencers about that, then that helps you scale and so forth. So it's really more an amplification effect on that front. Of course, it does act as a sales channel and you will see sales from this kind mm-hmm. of strategy, especially if you know, track the results of influencers and you keep the ones that perform really well on long-term collaboration basis, then it becomes a marketing channel which can you know, drive seven figures and beyond every year in terms of revenue. 
So those companies that you worked with and, and helped them yeah, explode yeah. their business, were they just starting out? Were they already established? Where, where were they in the business cycle? So usually we have we work with businesses that are a bit more est established or that are are fast growing and are trying like uh, the business we uh, we work with usually have uh, scaling Facebook ads as a main issue they're looking to scale really fast on that front so they're established their supply chain is figured out um, they've got their email marketing figured out and so forth right so we come in at that stage where they're mm -hmm. they're looking to scale does that make sense Yeah yeah no absolutely. Now, another thing that I saw on your website on the title tag was that it reads the number one micro-influencer agency in North America, which automatically left me with a couple of questions. One, sure thing. one what, why a micro-influencer opposed to using influencers? And yes. two, and two, let me get two. What, apologies. What, who's the number one influencer in the whole world? So that's that, those are good questions, right? And then, well, we just decided to 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 specifically target micro influencers and work mm -hmm. with micro influencers across the board. So, you know, we've got twenty five thousand plus collaborations orchestrated. We we worked with multiple brands, and um, that's why we're really just on the micro influencer side. Although sometimes we do work with bigger influencers, it is not the core of our business, and we focus strictly on scaling micro influencer programs. And usually, you know, we 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 excel at that. We're pretty good at that. We know how to scale programs in the hundreds and thousands of micro influencers under one campaign. So we've got a good skill set around that. And to your second question, who's the number one influencer in the world? I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It says yeah. who's the number one micro influencer agency in the world? Because you on your website, it says you're the number one micro influencer agency in North America. Yeah, so I mean, the research is probably done on our side by, uh, you know, comparing ourselves to other micro influencers. I mean, we're, we might be the, the agency that worked with most micro influencers in the world. Who knows? We haven't checked on that, but yeah. Um, so there's not not somebody you're going after? Uh, not on that front. We're going after, <laughs> uh, yeah, not on that front, no. Uh, hey, yeah. let's, uh, let's take a step back. Sure. For those that might never have heard of micro influencer or influencer or anything like that, can you define what the difference is? Of course. Yeah. So essentially the way we see it, and then this is like a loose definition, there's no standard in this industry it might come at some point, but essentially we view a micro influencer on Instagram with 5,000 to 25,000 followers. Mm -hmm. And on TikTok, we bump that up to a hundred thousand to 250,000 followers, just because uh, TikTok has more followers. And, you know, we look at like the, the kind of pricing and so forth on that front. Micro-influencers usually don't have an agent meeting. You're dealing directly with the influencers. So that's one of the big distinguishing factor. And then you could just go and geek out and say, hey, you know, there's the nano-influencer, which would be, you know, 1,000 to 5,000 followers, right? And 1,000 to 100,000 on TikTok, right? So uh, terminology is really all around there, but that's how we define it internally. And then, you know, if we're talking bigger influencers, there's macro-influencers and then the industry will de 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 define macro influencers and um, celebrities as being two different tiers of influencers. So celebrities being the biggest, macro being, say, 250,000 to uh, one, two million on TikTok and two million and beyond would be celebrity. And on Instagram, you could probably qualify 50K and above and so forth. It really depends on how you cut it out. 
So for me to make sure I understand, so you have yep. nano in, nano influencers are the smallest. Yeah. Then you have micro influencers. Then you have just plain influencers. And then you have macro influencers. And then you have celebrities. That's about right, Andy. So I know it, it, it's not clear cut and it, the industry is not clear cut on that, but that's that's how it's being defined and tossed around. And when people okay. are looking for micro influencers are looking about for some people are coming to us looking for micro influencers and they'll mm -hmm. say anyone with 10,000 to 100,000 followers. So that's their definition. So it really changes based on definitions. Okay. So why do you believe that using micro influencers is the most effective way to incorporate influencer marketing into your business? That's a, that's a, I like the question. Um, the, the reason I think it, it, it's, it's as, as I mentioned earlier, right, it really acts as a hub that just all other business kind of marketing teams can lie upon. And what I mean by that is that, you know, you can essentially get the, get, you know, 25, 50, 100 creators creating content for your direct-to-consumer brand or e-commerce brand or mobile app, whatever you're working on. And you can just get all this content input, which is a massive upside for brands. It's just, uh, there's no other way to get that much content if it effectively. And you're just gonna, you're gonna hit a wall, right? Just to get tons of assets, different concepts, different kind of staging, different, different backgrounds, different, you know, it, it just, it just, it just adds up to have all that library of content. Uh, and then after that, you know, like if, if you, if you treat the relationships well with these influencers and you, you actually build report, then all of a sudden they become, you know, they become essentially a, a, a small army upon which you can call when you have a new product that you're releasing and you want to liquidate some stuff and so forth. So you can just call on them and then you track their sales by giving them either an affiliate link or, you know, a promo code. Promo code is usually pretty standard. And then you can see who your top performers are, can incentivize uh -huh. them and so forth. So it, it's, it's really why I, I think it, it fits really well in any direct-to-consumer brand's um, marketing stack. Now, you use the, the word army, which is, is kind of funny because the title of this episode is Growing Your E-Commerce Business by Recruiting an Army of Influencers. <laughs> yeah. But in your experience, how many influencers do you need to move the needle to substantially grow your business with this type of marketing? And is it truly, do you need an army? You don't need an army, right? Uh, but uh, let, let me, let me, let me unpack that. So the way we typically approach, let's say just a sales focused campaign. Okay. We're just talking, we want to build like this army that we can activate when we release a new collection for fashion companies. It's, you know, they, they're like, Hey, you know, winter collection is here and we need to get that out and get everyone talking about it. We need tons of content and so forth. Right. So let's define that. Okay. Let's, let's say like, well, okay, we're just going to go and find 50 influencers to work with hundred, define that. And then, you know, you collaborate with those hundred influencers. You're going to realize by collaborating with these influencers that, you know, 25 of them are amazing to work with to create great content or they drive sales and they drive good sales figure uh, and, or they're easy to talk to. So a lot of people, you know, are not professional in their relationships as micro influencers. This is not their main business. So mm -hmm. we don't expect them to be, but you'll, you'll end up with like 25% being your top end distribution. So what you can do from there is for your next kind of, of, of drop that you're orchestrating, you can work with another 100 influencers plus those 25 that Keep you- those 25. Exactly, right? and so forth, right? And that's that's how you build your your army, as, as you said, right? And then you end up with this, this roster of people that either create awesome content or drive sales. And yeah, that's really that's really what what we define as uh, an army of micro influencers. And you can start from there, right? And then you, 
if you're if you're seeing good results, then why not go after 200 and so forth? Sure. Now, how much marketing budget is this going to take? Like, how much personally do you think that a company should allocate toward influencer marketing? And how I mean, how much do you recommend for your clients to to allocate? Yeah. So give or take, this is, this is a channel that's going to cost at least, you know, $15,000 a month with all the kind of cost of good that you're going to have to ship out. So like when you think about it, shipping a hundred product, if the cost of good on that is 30, $40, that's 4,000 right there. Then are you going to pay them if they're creating more complex content and so forth? Of course you can, you can pull it off with uh, a, a lot smaller amount. Um, if anyone is looking to dip their toes in the water in this industry, I, I'd really recommend just looking at who's currently following you on your Instagram or on your TikTok if you have one. Um, who's interacting with your content? Do you have any creators in your in your in your in your client base? And start small from there, right? Um, but when you're looking to scale that, like you know, it, it, like just just maintaining a relationship with these people, it can be can be challenging, right? You need to have someone operating the CRM, making sure that they post, making sure that they, they do the right posts and so forth. So it, it adds up on that front, yeah. So you had mentioned a couple of times, Instagram and, and TikTok. Yep. Are these the two channels that you really specialize in? And what if you said, check, your, check those accounts if you're a, a brand, what if you don't have a TikTok presence or, a, or Instagram presence? Then you can, you know, you can work with uh, YouTube influencers, which is just this, it's just another type of influencer marketing. YouTube tends to be a, a bit of a different game, though, um, in a sense that it's uh, much more uh, media by driven. So the input you're getting from the YouTuber is usually is measured by like, okay, we're going to get this amount of views, we're willing to pay this amount per thousand views. And that's how we're going at that. Okay. And yeah. Now, what, what are some of the struggles that you've gone through over the years perfecting this and, and trying to deliver results using this type of influencer marketing? So a couple of things, um, automation versus relationships, getting that balance is extremely hard. What I mean by that is like, how do you scale a program, but how do you keep everyone feeling like you're engaged with them uh, on a almost personal level? That's extremely hard on, a, on the relationship side. It's been something that, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to build better workflows around that. And we're constantly trying to make this better. Um, we're, we've gotten pretty good at it, to be honest, but it's still some, a work in progress. And it would always be because new technologies are going to come out allowing us to do that. And other struggles are, you know, platform changes, right? So, you know, like, oh, now we have to take into consideration reels and an IGTV. We need to be on that. We always need to be on a new thing, understand how we can leverage attention in a better way, how we can build these different types of content approaches and so that our strategy makes sense, right? Because the, the thing is that if you don't get the positioning right, like content angle is not right, the unique selling proposition is not right, these influencers are going to post, but they're not going to drive any any real mm -hmm. results, right? It's not going to work. So you're going to conclude that this channel is not good, but strategy might have been the issue. So... That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one, right? Making sure that we hit the strategy as good as we can mm -hmm. every time is something that we perfect every day. You know, you might've hit on this next question, some of the points there, but what are some of the struggles that if a business decided, Hey, I'm just gonna try if this influencer marketing works myself before I hire an agency, what, what are some of the struggles that they might expect to go through trying to do this in-house? 
Yeah. So positioning is probably where it falls. Like how does your position, your product position, like visually, texturally, like how does it look? What does it do? What's your offer? What's the offer you're given? Like all these things are going to make or break your campaign. So that's really, really the, the biggest struggle that brands are going to face. Like just making sure that the positioning is right. And for that, like if you're starting out and you're looking to dip your foot in the water, your feet in the water, excuse me, to, to get this rolling, then I'd recommend just asking the influencers like, hey, you know, how would you position this, right? When you're onboarding them, just pick their brains, even get on a call with them and just pick their brains. Like they, they're going to give you some good advice, I'm pretty sure. And if their advice is not good, then you just, you just discard it and call it a day. But that's really what it's going to boil down to. Like how, how does your product end up showing up in the feed of other people. Oh, it makes sense. Now, can you do me a favor? Can you tell us a favorite success story? I'm sure you have one on, on one of your clients, what you've done for them, how they've grown, how they've been able to use this strategy. Yeah, so one of our, our favorite clients is, is Phone Loops, right? Cell phone accessory brand. And I just love, I love good friends with the owner now was, you know, it started with a business relationship, but um, and it's, it's, it's an amazing brand, right? We, we scaled that program up to 2000 ambassadors. Um, wow. You know, crazy amount, but you know, what's amazing about them is the low cost of good, right? It, it's a cell phone accessory, very easy to ship, very, very low cost of good, making this like a impulse buy as well on the purchase side. So has a ton of good criteria that are very forgiving in terms of like, we can play a numbers game, right? We can play a numbers game. We can say like, look, we're not going to reject anyone as long as they have 1% engagement rate and they have, you know, 5,000 followers, right? And we can just say anyone that fits these criteria, we will ship them product, no questions asked. And then we identify the ones that posted, that created content. Some of them are not even going to be posting, right? And then and then after that, we just we just curate them. And, you know, we, we, we tiered them up, right? VVIPs, those are the ones that created content, drove some sales, and then we have, you know, regular ambassadors and so forth, right? So really an amazing kind of way to scale that up is, you know, if you have any, any of your listeners out there that have a low cost of good um, on their product and are looking to scale, I'd really recommend taking a bulk approach and being really forgiven about vetting the influencers, sending product to as many people as you can, as long as it, the costs make sense, but it's going to make your life a whole lot easier. Yeah, great tip, great tip. Hey, so how long has your HC Inbeat um, HC been been around? So we've been around for three years now, I'd say. Three okay. years, yeah. And just for the agency owners out there, are there any struggles that you've gone through as an agency owner in finding clients, scaling your business? How, how have you done that? Yeah, so finding clients, we've been quite lucky with that, given that we operate a software tool that allows us to drive tons of traffic. So that's been really good for us. Um, in terms, for us, scaling has been really about recruiting. And personally, right, like it, it's just something that I'm learning, recruiting people, training them, making sure they're in the right seats. And so I'm, I'm 100% sure that any agency owner listening to this is going to be in the same situation where recruiting is 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 a it, it, it's it's the can it's the can right it's 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 it wins you the war essentially if you get if you get recruiting right it, everything just falls into place so that's really been a challenge throughout you know all this and it still is and will still be probably three five years down the line but yeah um, yeah for sure for sure wish I could give something more uh more uh 
more tactical, but it really, really is the biggest struggle that we've been facing. All right. Well, here's your chance for more tactical. On yeah. your personal journey as an entrepreneur, have there been any business books that have influenced you or you can attribute to some of your success? Yeah. So, you know, like, I mean, uh, this question, I, I always answer the e-myth. It's, it's extremely, it's, it's a cliche book. You've probably had this recommendation so many times, but it's just been an eye opener. I remember reading that book and I was like, well, okay, this is like, I, I remember reading that book as like, you know, freelancer way back. And it was like, well, there's like such a thing called a process, right? And I didn't even realize you could like put together processes and so forth. And it, it was so eye opening at that moment, probably that I I'd reread this book and it's pretty simple in terms of like how it's packaged. But at the moment I read that it was, mm -hmm. it was eye opening. Yeah. That's a, um, that's a great book. Yeah. Eye opening. Now about your agency, what problems do you solve for your clients and, and how, how are you standing out from the competition? Yeah. So we saw, we saw the, the problem of building, uh, managing and building an ambassador program that boils down to, you know, sales content, um, insights, buzz on social media, right? Just growing your follower account. So we, we do solve around, it depends on which level you want to, you want, you know, the answer to be, but essentially I think one of the biggest needs that we solve is content. And it's by far uh, the one that our clients love the most, especially when we start doing research around competitors and their ads and what they're running in terms of influencer generated content and, you know, finding influencers that match that like content is, is where, um, social media teams love us. It's where paid media teams love us. It's, you know, it's where email marketing teams love us. They just have content for every kind of segment they have under the sun. So uh, I'd say that's probably the biggest one we're solving just content. So what, what are the services that you guys offer? So we, we offer, uh, uh why do, I mean, influencer marketing, of course, micro influencer more specifically, so somebody uh, yep. comes, somebody comes to you and says, I want to get my stuff to influencers. Is that how yep. it works or? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They'll tell us like, okay, here's what we're looking to accomplish. And then they'll come to us and there's two types of campaigns. One-offs, bigger brands tend to do one-offs where they're like, Hey, we're, we're launching this on this event and we have this budget and we want to X amount of influencers, right? Super kind of campaign focused. Whereas in, you know, direct to consumer brands that are like more ambassador centric will come to us and look for like a monthly kind of recurring package where we can just help them out on that front. Then we'd also do Snapchat ads and TikTok ads. Um, we've got, you know, of course, we've got partner for Facebook and Instagram ads uh, that, you know, we just wanted to take our niche and like we, we said, hey, there's not a lot of people doing Snapchat ads and TikTok ads. So we took that. And um, we're also doing content creation, right, where we just have a network, you know, we've worked with what 25,000, I think I, I, I need to check on I figure we're probably well beyond 30,000 now. But um, yeah, and you know, out of those influencers, we just identified the best creators that are like, all semi professionals, I call them, they create good content. And, you know, we just, we just ship them product and get them to create content. So some people come to us strictly for content. So that's really the array of all our services on that front. So do you use some of the same or all the same influencers for different products? I mean, I assume you're kind of like a public relations firm in a way where you, you've already built your relationship yeah. with a list of influencers, or is it different for each? I mean, you've got different influencers probably for each vertical or, or I mean, how does that work? We, tr you know, if we can, we will reuse the same influencers if we know this influencer is good and so forth, but 
you know, Andy, there's always like a client that's going to come to us and it's just going to surprise us. We're like, well, you know, we're just going to have to go dig in and find new influencers. Like it's, it, we, we do use the same influencers on some campaigns. We do have a list of all the influencers we collaborated with. We also have a list of the ones that we know that were easy to talk to, you know, easy to communicate. They created good content. They drove sales, whatever the reason is that they, we've, we selected them. We have them in our network. So that gives us an advantage. But as I said, we have a lot of clients that come in and they need a very specific kind of influencer. We just go out there and find them and negotiate them and onboard them and so forth. So who is your perfect client for your agency? I like that question. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a moving target as you probably know, right. You know, this thing always changes, but right now there'd be clients that are, we really love working with, you know, mid, mid seven figure brands, eight figure, low eight figure brands. It's, really there we, we 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 can just create massive value just from the synergy that it brings and they're selling a direct-to-consumer or e-commerce they're running a direct-to-consumer or e-commerce website and their their um their product is visually uh representable so it looks cool right it, it's got goodwill built into it people love the looks of it and that's really best client for us so if you are an e-commerce owner and you're, you don't, you're not anywhere near that, right? You're, I don't know, may, maybe you're doing three to five grand. I mean, you're just starting out, right? Yeah. Three to five yeah. grand a month. Would you recommend that they look into influencer marketing? Would you look in, look into it, but do it yourself? Hire any, where, where would uh, an e-commerce owner like that go? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and that's a good question, Andy. I mean, from, from my standpoint, like if you're making three to five K, a month like i think there are other other problems to crack before this one um of course you know if because as i said right positioning has to be nailed down for this to work and if you're making three to five k your positioning might not be completely on you might not have the right pricing you might not have the right usps right if and if you figure out for instance facebook ads at that point well you know figuring out facebook ads usually means that you figured out your positioning because it, it, they go hand in hand. So um, I don't think it would be the first problem I tackled being in that range, but I really recommend that if you see the opportunity of someone just liking one of your posts on Instagram and then you end up sl sliding into their DMs and saying, hey, you know, you want to collaborate? We'll send you some free product. Like, mm. go ahead, right? Just, just tinker with it. And then you might end up with an ambassador that's, you know, we've talked with, We've talked with um, we've talked with e-commerce brands that had like one ambassador that was driving you know that was driving like 100k a year so uh -huh. and that was like uh, essentially half of their their revenues and that was one single ambassador so you know it, it really it really like don't 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 miss an opportunity because you don't think you're at that stage yet but don't um, think about scaling that channel aggressively at the start. Sure. Great. Does that make sense? Did that yeah, answer no. your question? Yeah. Absolutely. That was a great answer and a, a really good tip. Now, finally, how can an interested listener, whether they're perfect or not for you, learn more about working with you and, and your agency? Yeah. So in beat, I N B E A T dot agency, uh, you can just, you know, go to the website, uh, book a call right there and probably going to be end up talking to me. So um, yeah, that's where they can find me or send me an email at david at inbeat.agency or send me a message on LinkedIn at David Morneau, M-O-R-N-E-A-U. Great. Well, thanks for joining us today, David. Well, thank you, Andy, for having me. Great talking with you.
Well, that's it for today. Remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. If you're looking for more information regarding David or his agency, InBeat Agency, you will find the links below in the show notes. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business using Google paid ads, request to join the Make Each Click Count Facebook group. I've been releasing some brand new free live trainings and more will be happening soon. In the meantime, remember to stay safe, keep healthy and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing.